Are you satisfied with your understanding of sustainability? If not, like me, imagine a journey together, a pluralistic one, with innovators, startup, academia, NGO, all together looking for solution to the greatest challenge of our time. I'm Samuel Ettini, and this is the Sustainability Journey. Welcome to another episode. Today we are going again around around the globe. Now we are going back to the British Islands, to the UK, and discuss with a leader in the sustainability innovation. It's a real pleasure to have here James Bidwell. James, it's a pleasure to have you here at the Sustainability Journey podcast. And I'm delighted to be on this podcast. It's really exciting and congratulations with starting a podcast to start with and and secondly and maybe more importantly having one with such an important title because the sustainability journey is the journey that we are all on and we need to be on urgently so I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thank you James. I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to our conversation. You are a leader in innovation and you are also advising businesses and government alike on how to integrate sustainability and of course innovation in this disruptive world. But before that, as you say, everybody had a journey and in our sustainability journey, we want to know a bit more about James' sustainability journey, how you have become a leader and a change maker. Well, that's, um, it could be quite a long story because, you know, I'm getting older, but um, essentially my story is that I started out as a, a young guy who wanted to go into business and I was in advertising and marketing and um, is in retail and tourism and it was a uh, a great career. You know, I became pretty successful. I was the marketing director of Selfridges. I was the CEO of Anthropology, which is a big retail business. I was the CEO of Visit London, which is London's tourism organization. And, you know, and all that time, I had a slight concern that, you know, dawning on me all that time was that there was a really big problem with the planet coming. And I was, you know, in a tourism organization, encouraging people to get on planes and a retail organization trying to get people to buy more stuff. And I became increasingly uncomfortable with that, although I was, you know, becoming also ironically increasingly successful. And um, about eight years ago, I decided to chuck it all in and start again and to focus really on building businesses that were positive for the planet. And so uh, that was reasonably, you know, I was, you know, almost 50 when that had, a, as I said, a, a pretty long career in successful commercial businesses. But uh, the first thing I did was I found that Springwise was for sale and it was um, very unloved, although it had been founded in 2002. So it was, had been around for a while and it had an amazing audience across the globe. We're in 190 countries and I managed to buy it. And I used that as a platform for the next stage in my career. And those of you who don't know what Springwise is, it's a we are the leading global innovation intelligence platform for positive change. So uh, what we do is we publish the latest innovations and we give oxygen to global innovators who are creating positive change. And, and that means, of course, they are uh, creating solutions to climate change, solutions to some of the societal issues that we have in the day. When I took it over, it, didn't, it was just about innovation and it was more kind of Silicon Valley tech type stuff. And so I've shifted it to a much more purposeful organization. And part of that, we'll talk about it later, is it was becoming a B Corporation. So we're a B Corp. And so in that last eight years, I've changed the editorial focus of Springwise and the kind of stuff we cover and also tried to uh, commercialize it so it can make me a living. And the most exciting uh, time of my career, uh, probably the most up and down, 
and also um, you know the most important because we are driving that key message across to many many people across the globe. Perfect, very interesting, James. And I think it's a journey, and and I see also a lot of teams that are coming also from other guests, people that have been very uh, successful in traditional businesses. We had the people coming from investment banking and others, and for you, for example, in the marketing area. And then now they have discovered purpose and they want really to make a legacy and work on our crisis. And my question about the moment we are living, you know, many, many people, I recall when in Glasgow discussing with people and, and the need for the young generation, you know, to, to act in this climate crisis. So what is the role of innovation, especially you from your observatory at Springwise and linked with the, the current crisis that we are living in? Well, look, it's a, it's a big question, Matt. And we were in Glasgow as well. And, you know, frankly, you know, excited that more people are engaging on the topic, but disappointed that there's not more action coming out of it. And without a doubt, um, it is very difficult for the governments of the world to unite to solve climate change, um, although, you know, much is spoken about it. So one of the great things about Springwise is that it's all about innovation and, and kind of for sustainability. And we do champion the innovators. And what we've seen across the smart businesses we work with on our consultancy practice, which is called Reset, is that the we call them enlightened leaders. So the enlightened leaders of today, which tend to be next generation thinkers, and some of them next generation in their age demographic as well, really understanding that um, in order to solve the problems, the business problems around climate crisis, so if you're in a big real estate company, you've got to get to net zero, you don't really have all the tool in the kind of the existing company toolkit. So you need to go out and find innovation and discover innovation and think differently. So we increasingly spend our time, first of all, encouraging leaders to embed sustainability in the business model and the business plan. And that's a big thing because you're changing off often the financial model, the operating model of a business. And secondly, to embed innovation into that operating model. And that means you need to be looking out all the time and discovering the new ways and the new approaches. And you know, there are some commentators like Bill Gates who will say, we have all the tools for climate, you know, to solve climate change. We just don't have the will or the, the collective will to do it. And what we see on Springwise every day is amazing innovations and amazing ideas that are chipping away at creating solutions for these problems. And we're encouraging where we can bigger businesses to adopt those as well. So the answer to your question is innovation is mission critical to solving the climate crisis. And the other thing, just while I was thinking about it when you were talking is, you know, and about other people of my generation kind of coming to this sort of enlightened state of wanting to do something. I live in the middle of nature and I go for a walk in the woods and I go for, look at the trees and I look at the simple things in life and look at mother nature. And I have five kids, so three, three of my own and two stepchildren. And, you know, really we have lived a world and a life of amazing uh, kind of opportunity but also amazing damage to the planet so it's my job to um get going on on the recovery not leaving it all to the children to, to figure out so i do think that people who have been around and have the experience should be driving the change as much as the, the younger generation but of course it's about the two together thank you james I, I think you really touched the crucial point so one side that the innovation is really crucial for solving the climate crisis but also the, our responsibility and the share that is our time to make and to leave this planet in a proper way to the next generation and my question is really how we can do that 
and especially how we can foster innovation. You said that you are working also in the consultancy area with Reset, and also you wrote a, a book on innovation to, you know, it's called Disrupt, the 100 lesson in business innovation. And how we can, you know, foster innovation, especially in the field of sustainability to respond to the challenges you have just uh, discussed. Well, the first thing is we've got to make the case for it. And, and I guess that's what I'm doing with Springwise and, and with my book. And what you're doing with this podcast is, you know, what we're doing is we are getting the message out and we are credibly arguing the case for, uh, for innovation to help towards a more sustainable world and life. And indeed, the book Disrupt 100 Lessons in Business Innovation is, is essentially Springwise in a book. So um, there are 100 different articles in 10 chapters. Each of the chapters uh, discusses a different area where I believe that we can make impact um, in order to kind of, we can innovate in order to make a better world. So we have everything from education to retail to travel. There's 10 chapters in, in all. And all of that is going towards, you know, it was, it was an Amazon bestseller. So I was fortunate that a few people bought it. Uh, and what we do every day is we, you know, on Springwise, we are talking to about 70,000 people a day with our newsletter. Uh, we're talking to more people on our, on our website, about a million every couple of months. So my job is really to spread the word and get people thinking and make, make it feel cool. And the good thing about um, innovation is that it's exciting. It's interesting. It's new. You know, by definition, it's new. People like new things. Um, so a new kind of seaweed packaging, uh, which you can eat after you've eaten the sandwich or, you know, all of that kind of stuff is really interesting and, and can have at scale a huge impact on the world. So, you know, we need more people talking about it. So I'm about to travel to the Change Now event in um, Summit in Paris at, in, in the middle of May, uh, where Springwise is a partner. And we have, I think there are 30,000 people going to this um, event in Paris, which is all about innovation for positive change. It calls itself the, the world's largest event for the planet. So it's for the planet and it has the most extraordinary leaders talking, um, it has innovators innovating, it has a whole cultural program. Springwise is doing the daily briefing and we're, I'm doing a few panels. And so I do all that for free, I guess. You know, that's, I'm not really being paid for that, although I, I guess it helps um, us build Springwise uh, as a brand and, and I can tell you a bit about our business model but you know that's what we need to be doing we need to be getting out there and persuading people credibly that this is the right thing to do thank you James and actually the curiosity now is raising because I want to know a bit more I'm sure also the people in the audience they want to know a bit more about Springwise and some of the stories and the impact and the innovation that you have since you bought it and all the work and the books that really have also touched you Wow. Well, there's 11,000 innovations in our innovation library. So I could talk to you for a long time, but effectively what we are, we're the largest innovation library on the planet. Um, and as I said, the innovations are dedicated to positive change. We publish the top three on a free newsletter every day uh, or, or a weekly one, if you want it. And, and the way we make money is that we repurpose that content and those innovations for clients who want to uh, engage with their stakeholders around this topic, around sustainability and innovation. So, as you know, there are big companies with um, like a trade association or a big property company who have lots of stakeholders and they need to be seen to be championing the innovation and sustainability cause. So we repurpose and curate our content and then we allow them to license it to send to their stakeholders to encourage them to make the changes. So that's our business model. It's called a live innovation feed. 
Um, so effectively, if you're a business and you want a live innovation feed, Springwise creates all that content. I have amazing writers and journalists uh, working for us. And then in terms of some of the things that you know we come across, I always find that a bit difficult because you're not allowed to have favorites. I'm just looking quickly on our, we have a great Springwise app. I'm looking at one today, what's, what are the top things? So we have um, a circular model for takeaway lunches. So this is a Swiss startup that has created a kind of a way of creating reusable containers for takeaway restaurants. So that whole thing about, you know, we're going to go and have lunch and we're going to get all the containers and we're chucking it, even if we chuck it in the recycle bin, these guys are, you know, coming to pick them up and reusing them. Uh, there's another one here, which is all around thermally efficient t-shirts, which re re reduce the need for heating and air conditioning. So they're textiles made from recycled materials that effectively minimize, you know, kind of the need for, for heat or, um, so they kind of got a thermal insulation in them. And they also minimize the production, minimizes the use of water. Other things we've done recently, we, we have fantastic reports on various kind of topics. So we have focused on SDGs. So you see all the innovations relating to an individual SDG, um, lots around the ocean, lots around food waste. And then what we'll do is we'll go in and, and spotlight on a, on a country that's really innovating. And we'll do all the different uh, innovations from Finland, for example, or from Korea or from South Korea, that is, or from, uh, from another country where there is a lot of innovation. So uh, all that to say, um, you know, there's, there's masses of really cool stuff. A couple of the other highlights, there's um, a company that has created a film that you put on a, an airplane, a jet, and it's um, modeled on a shark skin. So it has little um, kind of scales. And when you fly that jet, it minimizes the drag and therefore reduces the carbon emissions. And that's being tested by Lufthansa in Germany at the moment on cargo planes, and it's reducing the carbon output by um, tens of thousands of tons. So, you know, things like that, which you just think, wow, that's kind of cool. Um, didn't know about that. And, and they're making a real difference. So, yeah, so uh, every day there's loads of really cool stuff. And it's amazing how incredible people are who are creating all of this. Wonderful, David. It's really great how you give voice to, let us say, good news that sometimes is not the case in the, in the median panorama. And it's really interesting also to see the how people they are responding and how getting the opportunity from the climate uh, challenge. I really like the one for the planes. It's really cool. And also the other about the Swiss organization. You know, we are back now and the role of innovation, especially, especially for the grassroots. I want also to ask you a bit about this because especially here, you know, a small power cut can destroy the connection and the work. So are you also focusing and working, you know, uh, especially for emerging markets when spring-wise and, and trying to, to foster innovation at the bottom of the pyramid and the grassroots level? So it's a really good um question i'm glad you asked it so springwise is really committed to first of all a global coverage of innovation but also and maybe more importantly to covering uh, emerging innovation in places where they're not there isn't the access to funds and technology and all of those things so give you an example a wonderful um, innovation was in south africa actually and it was some ladies who created backpacks out of plastic bags that they'd collected in the streets and then they put a little solar panel on the um, back of the backpacks and they gave them to the kids who walked backwards and forwards to school in the sun. And by the time that they got home, they had a little solar panel, which they put on a jam jar and that lit, that turned into a lantern and that lit their house for homework because they didn't have electricity. And also they didn't, um, sometimes there are power cuts as you know. And we really like 
non-tech, you know, I really like kind of non-tech innovations, things that are very much, very much simpler, but, but showing ingenuity and creativity often in the face of great hardship. And we have a lot of, a lot of innovations that are sort of, uh, you know, aimed at um, helping people, you know, in tough times. So there was a, a great drone that um, goes into war-torn countries where it would um, bring in food supplies and things like that. And then it, the drone would actually turn into uh, firewood. Um, so it was wooden and you could make your fires with it as well because you couldn't, couldn't really send it back. So it would arrive with the food and then you'd be able to, to create a fire out of, the, out of some of the kit and it would all recycle down. So, yeah, so we're very, um, very, very focused on that. There's the Ox, um, which is another brilliant, it's a truck, which you may have come across, which uh, again is fantastic and it can be built like an Ikea cupboard and it gets airdropped air in and doesn't have the problems of uh, the combustion engine, you know, so much as, uh, so it can go for much longer. So yeah, we're covering that. We care a lot about that and Springwise in its DNA is committed to, you know, global solutions. It's really important because one of the most affected, also in the perspective of climate justice, the most affected areas and community are where also, you know, we need the most this grassroots innovation. And I like also your approach. And I know some of them that you have mentioned, especially Ox and others, they are really making transformational changes in many African countries. You know, we are approaching the end, but you have mentioned something that really also struck my core and my passions, because as you know, also in the podcast, we are also committed to give voice to the businesses that are in transformation and then doing good. And the B Corp movement is at the forefront of this transformation. And Reset and Springwise are B Corps. What is the link, you know, between B Corp innovation and how is benefiting also being part of the movement? The B Corp movement is a great topic and thank you for championing it. Um, as you know, it was, you know, created in the States quite a while ago and I was one of the first kind of in, engaging with that in the UK. I went to the first ever meeting of B Corps, uh, which was about 10 years ago. And I remember it in a tiny little bar and it was all crammed and there was no one knew what we were talking about. And But I was there because I'd heard about it and thought it was fantastic. And fast forward and now we have, as you say, Springwise is, uh, is a B Corp reset, is a B Corp our strategy consultancy. And what it really does is it forces us and allows us to operate our business in a different way. So we're family owned. So Sophie, my wife and I own, own our businesses. So that's already good because you can have a much longer term view. Of course, we care about profit and uh, business needs to be profitable because uh, without profit, you can't ca carry on doing the great work. Um, but the way we can also think about it is how we look after our various stakeholders from our team and our employees to um, society more broadly and and also of course the environment so we discuss all of those issues at the board and that is a filter for us so we will when we're making big decisions we'll we'll consider all of those stakeholders that in itself and the kind of questionnaire and the accreditation process which is tough to become a b corp as you know that forces you to innovate because it forces you to think about your energy think about how you travel think about how you might you know become carbon positive as, a, as an organization, all of those things. The other big area where we have played is, um, and we're a member of 1% for the planet. So we give 1% of our sales to environmental causes via the 1% for the planet organization, which was co-founded by Yvonne Shuina of Patagonia fame. And, and they're of course a B Corp as well. But what the 1% for the planet allows us to do is to, it connects us with, with organizations that are making positive uh, change directly uh, on the climate. So examples of that is 
uh, we have a partnership with the rewilding Britain. So we're, we're supporting the rewilding um, kind of efforts of, of them and we'll support from a financial point of view, as well as from a kind of um, an intellectual point of view. We've worked with the Wild Trout Trust in order to create habitat for wild trout in the Britain's rivers, which are sadly very polluted, uh, many of them. And the idea is if you have a, a river where a trout will live happily and spawn, then you have it, it's less polluted. So we think about how to create those kind of habitats. And that also engages us with, with mother nature in a way that is um, very direct and, and we, we like a lot. Very interesting. I really like, you know, also your passion, your engagement that shows also, as you said, the toughness of the impact assessment is also a tool for innovation, how to think. And it's also coming in, in my research and the work. Many of the organizations are telling we are using it as a strategic tool to innovate and, and work. James, I think now you have elicited a lot of curiosity, I think, from our audience. I know people after the refuge will jump also on Springwise and try to see one, some of these wonderful and others innovation you have you have mentioned to to us and and they are really transforming lives i want to ask you as as a final message that you want to leave to our audience to the people that are listening to us all over the planet the number one message is um don't delay do something now i always think that you know there's something we can all do today to to change and to um to kind of move in the right direction. And, and then secondly, of course, you know, please do sign up to the Springwise newsletters. They're free. Um, they're at www.springwise.com. Uh, we also have them, you know, we put them out on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. And being part of our community, you're part of a global community that is driving positive change through innovation. So if you're interested in that, it's a fantastic community to, to be part of. And it's amazing that you, you know, doing this brilliant part of podcast and um, spreading the word. So, so really appreciate that. I think you're with me and, you know, we're taking action, we're doing this, we're dedicating our lives or part of our lives to doing this. And that's the right thing to be doing. Thank you so much, James. And thank you for these kind words that are really encouraging. Also the work <laughs> we are doing here from this tiny spot on, on, on the African continent, try to spread the voice, as you said, and work. And I'm very glad to have uh, people and sustainability leaders like you to be here and share their view and their stories and their experiences. Thank you so much, James, for being here and discussing with us. It's my great pleasure and thank you so much. And to all your audience, have a great day or evening, wherever you are in the world and keep positive and keep innovating. Are you satisfied after this wonderful episode? Let's continue together our sustainability journey.